you or someone you love have scoliosis? Are you wondering what's next? What is life going to be like from now on? Or is this even a big deal? Hi, my name is Dave Butler, and welcome to the Scoliosis Experience. We are here to talk with real people, both patients, parents, and providers, to bring hope and clarity to the road ahead. Thanks for joining us, and let's get started. On today's episode, I talked to Madeline and her mom, Jennifer, who tell us a lot about their experience with scoliosis. Uh, Madeline is competing in Miss Northern Utah's Outstanding Teen, which is coming up soon. And she talks about her social impact initiative that is geared around helping other teenage girls with scoliosis have support and, and get through the diagnosis of scoliosis. Such a cool platform to do this competition with where she can support other teenage girls who have uh, similar problems. And with this diagnosis being, you know, mostly in adolescence when it develops and mostly with teenage girls, I think that her platform is perfect and I'm excited to see how she does with that. She's also trying to get in touch with the Curvy Girls Foundation, which is a support group that helps support those who have been diagnosed with scoliosis. And I think that's going to go along really well with her social impact initiative. She talks about her experience in treatment for scoliosis. Madeline was braced and she went through uh, Schroth exercises to help control her curve. She talks about how that made her feel and her mom shed some light on how uh, she really did with, with the diagnosis. A few th- few important takeaways from this episode. Madeline talks about supporting each other and not judging each other because we're all going through things that we may not we may not see from the outside. This is a great episode for anyone that has been diagnosed with scoliosis recently, who is looking at being braced or looking for support. In the episode, I mentioned that I, I am an advocate for those who are diagnosed with scoliosis getting in touch with someone else who also is experiencing the same thing or has experienced the same t- same thing. So Madeline is a great example of supporting each other and uh, specifically with scoliosis. So here's Madeline. Welcome to the podcast. Uh, I'm sitting here with Madeline and her mother, Jennifer, and we are going to talk a little bit about uh, Madeline's experience with scoliosis. She has a little bit of experience with scoliosis and kind of a cool cool reason why she wants to share her experience. So we'll get into that a little bit more. Are you okay with me sharing how I know you? Yes. Okay. (laughs) So Madeline is a patient that I've seen for, when did I see you the first time? It's been a while. 2018. 2018. I think so, yeah. Okay. So 2018. And we we worked there with your scoliosis as you kind of went through it, but I won't talk about how that was because I'll let you do that. Just go ahead and introduce yourself a little bit. Okay, my name is Madeline, and I'm 15 years old, and I just finished my freshman year of high school, and I'm going to go to Lone Peak next year, and I love to dance, specifically ballet, and I train with Jenny Career King at Central Utah Ballet. I also have scoliosis. <laughs> you also have scoliosis. <laughs> there you go. Um, cool. So, yeah, you are you don't just do ballet. You do some some awesome ballet. Yes. Yeah, you, you love ballet, don't you? Yes. Well, that's cool. So I've known you guys for a little while, and uh, recently you came into to Shadow and kind of see what 
what we do here on on the other side of things and, and to see how you can support other girls with scoliosis and I think that's awesome. So tell us kind of your experience with scoliosis maybe when you were diagnosed mm -hmm. to whatever you want to share with us. Okay so I was diagnosed when I was 10 years old and my spine was at a 14 degree curve. From there I was told I have to go to physical therapy and that's when I met you and I continued physical therapy for one year during that time, my back continued to progress, and when I, when my curve got to a 30 degree, I was braced, and I had to wear the brace for two years. I wore it for 15 hours a day, and I continued to do physical therapy exercises at home that I learned with you while, while I was braced. And when I first was diagnosed with scoliosis, I was worried I would have to stop dancing, but the doctors told me that ballet would be one of the best things for my back. I totally agree with that. I, I think ballet definitely helped you with your body awareness and all of that. Yes. So two years in a brace, that's a, that's a while. Yeah, it was. Not a fun two years. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe get into a little bit of how, how did you feel during that time? I mean, that's what happened, but how did you feel? What, what was your experience on that side? Well, I did not like wearing a brace to bed. Because I, I, that's when I mainly wore it. And then also like a couple hours in the day because it was 15 hours a day. So then like, you know, mostly yeah. sleeping. And it was not fun wearing it while I was trying to relax and go to sleep. And then just doing everyday things like eating, watching TV, something wrapped around me. That was not fun. So, but I knew it was going to help me. So I, I did it. But. Well, and being in ballet, you're used to... A lot of flexibility, a lot of movement, mm -hmm. uh, and and the brace is definitely not allowing that. No. <laughs> right? No. Did you ever wear it? So you said you wore it at night. Uh, you wore it kind of in downtime. Did uh -huh. you wear it out in public or at school or anything I like that? I never had to, no. Yeah? Yeah. I always had time at home to do it. Able to get the 15 hours in, which is pretty good. Your schedule was, was kind of packed with school yes. and with uh, dance and stuff like that. So you're able to get that in. Yes. So maybe that's a takeaway from this, that if someone is being braced, try and do it when it doesn't influence your life quite as much. Mm -hmm. And get and get the hours in. Yes. That's, that's a big thing. Yes. Did you worry about the scoliosis? Like, what, what were your worries at that time? Well, honestly, I think I was just, because I was only 12 mm -hmm. when I first happened, and I just think... I didn't really think too much of it. I was just like, okay. Because my mom turned out totally fine because she had scoliosis and she was braced. And so I just thought nothing would really happen to me. Right. So, yeah. Did your mom really turn out totally fine? I mean. Yes. Yes. <laughs> I'm just She's kidding. a wonderful lady. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> so, so, yeah, that, that is kind of nice that you had someone that had scoliosis and, and turned out to not have significant problems or anything yeah. like that. That probably helped mentally. Yes, um, it definitely did. They didn't worry about it. Did you ever worry that it was going to get to the point of needing surgery? I, no, it didn't really. I don't, I don't think I was too worried about it. Yeah. I think I was, if it did happen, I would just, you know, figure it out when I got, when it happened. So. It's a great attitude for it. Yeah. And I think one thing also, it sounds like you were, very willing to do those things that would stop it from getting to that point. You know, you're yes. doing your exercises, you're wearing your brace, you're consistently doing that, that kind of thing. Yeah. I think that's, that's a big key. And I don't know, Jennifer, can you 
chime in here a little bit on how, how did you see it affect her? Well, I know when she was first diagnosed, there were definitely tears. It was <laughs> realizing that, oh, I'm not, I'm not perfect. I don't have a perfect body. And definitely with ballet, you know, the, all the straight lines and the perfect posture and, the, and all that goes into a ballet dancer's body. Like, she definitely was worried, am I going to have to stop dancing? Yeah, that was, that was hard for her. She didn't mention that, but I know that was definitely hard. And it, there, there definitely were tears. And coming to physical therapy before she was even braced was good. It was good for her. And she learned how to try to straighten her back. And then as she continued with ballet to hold those positions with the corrections in her spine and um, she had to work even more hard than a normal ballet dancer. So that was good for her muscles. And then she realized that she could continue dancing and continue doing her physical therapy and for just leading a normal life as a teenager. Kind of comes at a crazy time in life when, when this diagnosis happens, you know? Yes, mm-hmm. definitely. And kind of influences. It, it doesn't change your the plan that you had for your life or anything, but it definitely comes at a... At a hard time. Yeah. So. Going through junior high and just the female body in general yeah. as a young teenage girl through adolescence and right. lots of things going on. If we could have it come on in like your 30s. Yeah, it, so much better. <laughs> might, so much better. Or when you're five, then you yes. not care about it as much. So, yes. Um, yeah, th- thank you for that perspective, Jennifer. I think that that helps us to see it. A little bit more, I mean, and who knows, Madeline, you may not even remember that as much because you're past it and you're, you've mm-hmm. gone through it and you've conquered that and, and away you go. So tell us about the, the scoliosis specific exercises that you did. I mean, I, of course, I'm a little biased towards that kind of stuff, but tell us your experience with that and, and don't hold back if you're like, wow, Dave was crazy <laughs> and, you know, I... Tell us what that was like. Okay, you're going to have to remind me the name. What was it called again? Shroth. Shroth, yes. Mm-hmm. That's the method that he taught me. Mm-hmm. And I, I just remember my spine is at an S. The bigger curve is going to the right. And so we'd have to push in that side and then sit up very tall, put my arms up and grab onto something and hold it for like 30 seconds. Mm-hmm. And then we would do it. We gradually got into like... Well, we first started just like sitting down and doing it, and then we gradually get into like moving and holding it, and it was, it was fine. I I, I liked it. It wasn't yeah. too hard, but mm-hmm. it was still do. I could tell it was doing something, and I still, sometimes in class, I'll still like, oh yeah, that's how um, I am. That's I love how, to hear that's that. That's how I should be. That's <laughs> how I should be. Right. But yeah, it was it was a good method. Did you ever feel like it was repetitive? Like, oh, these exercises are so boring. Yes, I, I think, <laughs> not boring, but I could just tell that they were repetitive and they right. were, I could tell you were trying to get the point across that that's what I was supposed to be. Mm-hmm. That's, that's how my back should be. Well, and I think one thing that's really good for you being in ballet, a lot of ballet is repetitive, Yes. right? Yes. Well, maybe all of ballet is repetitive, <laughs> right? Uh, and I think a lot of sports, you know, you play basketball, you shoot free throws a lot, you know, it's repetitive. It's the same reason but I think it's hard sometimes to 
continue with them because they're repetitive. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that's. I think it's good that you're in ballet for that too. Mm-hmm. Um, did you? Did you have any back pain? I forgot to ask you about that. No, I never have. Never had back I pain. I never have. Good. So that's very good. Well, yeah, let's keep it that way, right? Yes. Let's keep it that way. <laughs> yes. Do you know any other ballet dancers that have scoliosis? I don't know them personally, but I know, like, Becky Ann Sisk, she's the, she mm-hmm. just left the principal of Ballet West Academy, mm-hmm. but she had scoliosis. Yeah. Yeah. And from what I understand, it, she has a pretty significant curve, too. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. So yeah. that was cool to know. Yeah. Because I used to dance at Ballet West, so that was cool to know that the mm-hmm. principal of it had mm-hmm. scoliosis, too. Yeah, and that it's not that, oh, I have a spine problem, and now I can't do what I want to do, mm-hmm. which I bet that that was very helpful. It was. Let's talk about what you kind of learned from the experience of having scoliosis. Well, <laughs> I kind of learned just to have compassion towards others, like to, because we all have something like that maybe we don't see, you know, we, don't, we all have something we don't see on the other side of things. And knowing that I went through something difficult. I know that other people must have gone through something difficult and it just shows compassion to have towards others. Hmm. Something I've learned from it. I think that's, that's excellent. I think Mm -hmm. you're totally right. We all have something that others don't see. Mm -hmm. And, and sometimes, you know, kids that were a brace to school and maybe others do see it a little bit more. Mm-hmm. Sometimes they're more visible, sometimes less visible. But we're all dealing with something, I think, even mm-hmm. though we can't see it. Yeah. Jennifer, what did you learn through the process of having a daughter with scoliosis and getting treated? What did I learn? <laughs> That's a good question. <laughs> well, with me having it as well, I was mm-hmm. braced when I was a young girl for two years. Also, my spine was a lot worse than hers. Mine was a 35-degree curve. Mm-hmm. But but then seeing my own beautiful daughter have to go through it as well, that was, that was hard on a mother. But I knew that she'd be resilient. I knew <laughs> that she would come out strong and that life, life would go on. And I, I think I learned to be more loving towards her and being be more compassionate to her as I'm putting her in the brace and seeing her like did you do your exercises you got to wear your brace during this movie we're watching as a family you know um I think I learned compassion as well more than just the daily motherhood experience but realized that this is hard for her and I need to be more loving and more understanding when it's hurting her more than so did you say you were braced for two years? Yes, I was. You guys are like scoliosis twins. <laughs> I know, we really yeah. are. It's, it, I, at my mom's house, I was trying to find my old brace, but I don't know where it is, unfortunately, because I wanted to show her. <laughs> was it Was it the old Milwaukee brace with the metal? No, thank goodness no. it wasn't like oh, that. Good. No. Good. No. Oh, good. boy. Yeah, and even, yeah, <laughs> Madeline wants me to tell you a funny story when, I was about to go on an LDS church mission. I asked my mom, do you think I should wear my bra- bring my brace? Because I, I sometimes still sleep in it, even though I didn't need to. I, <laughs> I, the doctors told me I could 
take it off when I was 16, but I still slept in it because it was just comfort to me. Right. And so I asked her, should I take it on my mission? <laughs> my mom's like, no, I think you're totally fine. <laughs> Save the suitcase suitcase space right. <laughs> and you wore it on an airplane once yeah i wore it on it because i had to because it was during my time i don't was know very uncomfortable on an airplane yeah yeah it was hard right it was before all the security and you know thank goodness so. right <laughs> yeah. I've, I've heard stories oh, for kids going dear. through there yeah Gotta love the TSA. Yes. Gotta love the TSA. Yes. Oh, bless them. <laughs> oh, bless them that go through that. Yeah. <laughs> so, well, that's interesting to hear. It sounds like your experience was a little different than Madeline's, but yeah, but similar. That's yeah. that's interesting. Genetics, you know, gotta, right. gotta love genetics, right? right? My great grandma, my grandma, my mom, and me all have oh, it. Oh man. Yeah. Yeah. So. And we're all firstborn. You're yeah. all firstborn. My sister didn't have it. Wow. So far, my sister doesn't have it. So. Well, that's interesting. It's so interesting. Yeah, we should do a study on your family. <laughs> that's what we should do. So, well, that it's it's interesting when I interview some people that don't have any family history with scoliosis. I think it it disrupts their life more because they yeah. don't have that support system that's already there. Yes. Mm-hmm. And and with you. You mean, heck, you have a, a long line of scoliosis <laughs> people to talk to. Mm-hmm. And and that probably helps. Do you feel like that helps? Yeah. Yeah. One of the things that I advocate for is the scoliosis patients that I have, getting in touch with someone that has scoliosis, especially if they're braced, mm-hmm. and talking to them, at least have someone that understands what they're going through. You kind of have that built in, mm-hmm. but I think that's really important. Which kind of brings me to my, my next question. You know, one of the reasons that you came in, well, the main reason you came in and shadowed me was because you're doing pageants and this is part of your platform. So mm-hmm. tell us a little bit about that. Okay, so in the pageant world, they're changing this platform name, so I'm just going to call it Social Impact Initiative. But it's previously known <laughs> well, as the platform. Okay, so it's not it's a, a mouth. Platform. It's a, a mouthful. mouthful. It is a mouthful. <laughs> say, say it again. What is it called? Social Impact Initiative. All right, we'll go with that. Yeah, it's it's crazy. but <laughs> it, I've named it I've Got Your Back, and I've chose this because I want to help young girls know that it's okay to live with scoliosis. And I've contacted a national scoliosis support group called Curvy Girls, and I want to—I would love to be a leader here in Utah. I will have to live with scoliosis my whole life, but it's okay, and I think that it's fun to help one another get through difficult things and lift each other up. I would have loved a support group as a 10 or 11-year-old girl, knowing that I'm not alone. I want to help others that have gone through the same thing I have. So, yeah. I, I think that's great. I'm going to still call it the platform, though, because yeah. I can't remember what That's you okay. Said. That's I okay. Know. <laughs> That's okay. We still do at my house. I, I, think, I think it's a great platform, purpose, you know, whatever you want to, whatever you want to call it, mm-hmm. to, to help other kids with mm-hmm. scoliosis. Do you know other kids with scoliosis now? Not really, no. I know one kid at my school, but his is really, really, really bad. Hmm. I think he's getting surgery on it this month or something. Okay. So. There are definitely more than that at yeah. your school. Yeah. There are definitely more than that in the community. And I think if we can get more support, and I think the Curvy Girls is a good a good way to do that. I don't know if that boy would have been in the Curvy <laughs> Girls. But, you know, um, I think that's a great one in drawing from your experience that you had. Maybe tell us a little bit more about, about what you'd like to do. Any thoughts that you have about how you want to support 
um, others with scoliosis, if you have any thoughts that way. Yeah, I would just, well, I know that I feel like going to a support group, I feel like as a little girl, like 10, you know, I would feel a little bit, not scared, but just like, I don't know, I would feel different about it. Mm -hmm. So I would want to go to like someplace that is like fun, like a, an ice cream place or something and just like get to know them first and then, and then just talk and see how they're feeling and that's how I would want to help them like make it relatable to them and not make it this huge thing like still make it big but not make mm -hmm. it like uncomfortable yes or... yes uncomfortable or right yeah so for you at age 10 or 11 going to like a formal support group where it's yeah. like a classroom setting type thing yes probably wouldn't have been the, the greatest for you no no I don't think I would have enjoyed that as much as if just kind of hanging out with your friends and just talking about it so yeah I think that's a good take home for those of us that are older and you know yeah. we're, we're thinking about oh how can we support kids with scoliosis mm -hmm. it's like oh let's do a workshop or let's do something like that and for a kid going into that setting it would probably I mean it wouldn't be that feel of mm -hmm. you know just friends hanging out yeah and I you, you probably didn't want information on scoliosis when you were 10 or 11. Mm -hmm. You probably didn't want to know more about it. No. No? No. <laughs> right. No. What did you want at that time? What, what would have been helpful? Uh, well, I wanted it to go away. Right. But, but um, something that would have been helpful was just, yeah, knowing I had someone that's my age go through it and just, like, be a friend. Hmm. So, yeah. Someone that knows what you're going through. Yeah. Rather than more information on scoliosis. I think that could be more directed towards the parents. Yeah. Maybe we need a separate support group for parents <laughs> yeah, of those with scoliosis. Maybe. Yeah. That, that's an interesting perspective that I didn't actually think about. You know, mm -hmm. we think about what we think teenagers need when they're diagnosed. Mm -hmm. But maybe they don't need what we think they need. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe just friends. Maybe <laughs> just <talk>. friends. <laughs> you know, just when, you, when you just like are scared to do something and it's, if you have a buddy, mm -hmm. then it's mm -hmm. better. So yeah, I always feel that way if I have something. Right. I got into a lot of trouble as a kid because I had a buddy that, you know, convinced me to do stuff. <laughs> Maybe we go the other direction. <laughs> um, so Jennifer, along those lines, do you feel like having a support group um, well, both ways, having a support group for your daughter as well as would it have been nice to have other people to talk to? Yes, I think it would, for sure. Because yeah. we could share one another's stories, learn from each other. Yeah. yeah. Learn that when your daughter's complaining about a brace mm -hmm. hurting, what, what Yeah, do do? that I'm not the only one. Or do you have suggestions? What, what, can, what can I do right. to help her? <laughs> right. Yeah, for sure. I think this is good. <laughs> I think that I think that would be be great. In Utah historically we've we haven't done great at the curvy girls support group and I think I think we can do a lot a lot better. The problem is it's it's kind of driven by adults, but we need it to be driven a little bit more by adolescents. Yeah. And yeah. I think this is a great opportunity for that. Yeah. So and I, and I think even if we haven't heard back from them and mm -hmm. who knows it, it might take a while for them to reach contact us back but um maybe in the meantime we can just get some girls together and go get ice cream one day just mm -hmm. to meet and say hi 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I, I think that would be huge. I think so, too. Huge for them. <laughs> yeah. What advice would you give, like, say someone was just diagnosed with scoliosis, or they were just told that they're going to need to wear a brace, possibly for two years. Mm-hmm. What, what advice would you give those, those kids? Well, one thing I would say is to actually do the stuff that the doctors are telling you to do, like, like, have an optimistic mind and just do it. That's what I, that's what I think. And like, biggest thing is have an optimistic mind about it because everything will work out in the end. Do, do the stuff that they're telling you to do because that's something I kind of, it was kind of hard for, just like, okay, is this really going to help me, you know? But then I think then it could be prevented from the brace and then it could be prevented from you wearing wearing something on your mm-hmm. body to fix you. and You know, so just do it. Just, just do it. Just do it. <laughs> I, I, I love that because I have so many patients who do not just do it. <laughs> so It is hard. It yeah. is very hard. But yeah, yeah just, just do it. You have other things going on in your life, yes. right? You yes. have other things that you want to do. Mm-hmm. And taking the time out to, to do that is, is a struggle. Mm-hmm. Did you find anything that helped you to do it? Like, did you track anything? Did you make reminders on your phone? You, just logistically, how did, how did, were you did able to Did we make it? a chart one time? I think we did make a chart. I think we did make a chart, and that, I think that helped. Yeah. Yeah, and I would just do it right before bed. Yeah. Put the sticker on the chart. <laughs> yeah. Put the sticker on the chart. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that, that's something we did. Yeah. I do remember that. Yeah. yeah. Good. Did, was it hard to remember to do things, though? Like, did you yes. get to the end of the day, you're about to go to sleep? Oh, I forgot to do my exercise. Yes. Yes. Yeah, that type of thing. Well, good to know that you're normal, Madeline. <laughs> yes. That's good. Yes. <laughs> that's good to know. Yes. Um, I would say, too, I was just thinking, like, if your family's going to do a hike or go swimming or something, like, plan your day so you can still get your hours of your brace in. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, I'm going swimming from two to four, so I can't wear my brace. So in the morning, I have to do it a little bit longer. Or yeah. you know, like yeah. plan your day. Yeah. Well, and find find reasons to wear it instead of reasons to not wear it. Yeah. For sure. There, there are yes. plenty of reasons to not wear it. Yes. But you have to make the reasons to wear it. Yeah. Yeah. So that's, yeah. That's good. I like that. Any other thoughts that you have, Madeline? For anyone listening to this podcast that <laughs> might. Have other questions or anything else you thought about? Okay, I do. You do? Yes. Okay, let's do this. Okay, I, I wrote it down. Okay. Everybody has imperfections, but we are all beautiful and unique. We each have our own stories to share with scoliosis and our other invisible disabilities. I want teens to appreciate our differences and to strengthen one another. That's awesome. That <laughs> is a, That is a great, a great takeaway. Thank you. Um, and, and again, kind of the theme that that I'm hearing is that we're, we all have something that we're dealing with. Mm -hmm. This isn't just about scoliosis. This podcast might be, but we all have something we're dealing with and Mm -hmm. we should be supportive of each other and less, less criticizing or less, uh, yes. Unsupportive. So I think that's great. Um, anything else you want to add, Jennifer? No, thank you for all you do and bringing awareness to the community and helping Madeline and Thank you. Well, it's fun for me to do these podcast episodes <laughs> because I get to hear the full story from from patients that I see instead of just the the little, you know, evaluation story that uh-huh. that I that I get. 
I'm hoping that we can get the Curvy Girls support group going in this area. And I'm excited that you're excited about it. I think that's going to be really cool. And and good luck on the, is it still called a pageant? It's still called a pageant. They, they call them competitions now. They call them competitions now. Which yeah. I don't know why. I do yeah. not know why. But <laughs> okay. So good. good. Okay. What is this competition called? Miss Northern Utah's Outstanding Teen. Okay, Miss Miss Northern Utah's Outstanding Teen. Mm-hmm. Awesome. It's another well, mouthful. It is another mouthful. <laughs> well, I probably won't remember that that's either. Okay. But that's okay. Uh, I can just listen back to this and write it down. Yes. So we'll do that. Uh, good luck on that. Thank you. You're going to do amazing. And Thank uh, you. if anyone has questions for Madeline, hopefully we get... Uh, in touch with the curvy girls and then they can contact you through that mm-hmm. i think yeah. that'd be a great great way to do that mm-hmm. but thank you for being on this podcast episode thank you for having me